sports, politics, life. Tickets for Less presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Use promo code KKHI at ticketsforless.com. The most common thing I hear from pretty much everyone right now, whether it's friends and relatives or those of you that listen to the podcast that I've never met or some of you that I have met and email with frequently or engage with frequently, everybody's sort of talking about the same thing right now, and that is what is wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs, that they don't seem to be particularly engaged in what they're doing. And this is going to be kind of a hodgepodge of different topics around the Chiefs, some of them political and newsy in nature, and some of them pretty much just X's and O's, and the ongoing struggles of any NFL team to make it through a grind of a season. But they clearly look like a distracted football team, and I think that is probably the place to start. If we're going to ask what's wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs, is it And I know it seems very easy for me that so many people in sports media are just jumping on the Chiefs wide receiver, but I'm watching too many wide receivers around the league have success. I'm watching too many teams with open receivers that are no more talented than what the Chiefs have. Maybe it's not good enough blocking by the offensive line. Maybe Mahomes doesn't have enough time on his initial read. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the team, how about this? Maybe they just haven't practiced as well or as smart as other teams. Maybe they're simply not as polished right now as they should be in December. And as we typically see Chiefs teams do in December, and that has become better and better and better and go on long winning streaks and play their best football of the year. Maybe the Chiefs are just behind other teams. Maybe there's a laissez-faire attitude about this thing that, hey, we've won a couple of Super Bowls. We've been there three times in four years. We host the AFC championship game every year. This really is all about January and kicking the can down the road and worrying about how well we're doing in January and what happens right now doesn't matter as much. It's all possible. So let's start with the headline of Andy Reid meeting with the media on Monday saying, quote, we're up and down right now. That's the way he described his football team. And that's true. There are moments where the Chiefs look like they're up, but there's mostly moments where they look confused, scattered, shocked at times, disoriented. It's all kinds of adjectives we can use to describe what the Chiefs look like. But then he went on to use the word, it's never been more important than right now for the team to be united. And Andy Reid said, nobody's turned their back on each other that he's seen, unquote. And that's where the red flag came up for me. That's when I decided this is what today's podcast would be about. Andy Reid isn't sure what he has. He's looking at his team. He's with them every day. And he says, well, nobody's turned on their back on e- nobody's turned their back on each other yet that I've seen. And he's saying publicly it's never been more important than right now to be united. And then he described his team as up and down. Okay, I like the term distracted. Coaches will never use that term. He'll never say, hey, my team's distracted right now. They would never do it for two reasons. One, it makes the coach look bad. And two, it's blaming an outside force that there's something out there that's distracting what goes on here. I don't think there's any question the Chiefs are a distracted football team at this point. And I've been the one to pretty much brush this off as everybody has had their opinion on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's a pain in the ass, that this is bad, that Mahomes, the entire Mahomes family is probably so giddy and excited and enthralled to be new friends with Taylor Swift and the people that they're being introduced to through Taylor Swift, that it's Maybe these people are in their 20s. They have young children. This has to be the most exciting thing that's ever happened to them. Football's been a part of their life for a long time. It's a controllable. 
It's been part of their everyday routine, but living, even as somebody who can fly to an NBA game and sit courtside and be on national television and, hey, here's our celebrity couple or social media, is not the same as being friends with Taylor Swift. So, yes, this is a distraction, and it's not just Travis Kelsey. It's the Mahomes as well. When the wife is getting on private planes and flying around the country with Taylor Swift and other really, really rich white women, let's just call this thing what it is, okay? When they're all getting together, what's happening? Are they looking up to her? What's the power dynamic of all this friendship? Taylor Swift is a very strong person. She's a very strong and smart businesswoman, and she is dangerous as hell for America. I've talked about this over and over and over. She is, she is a divisive person. She is not a person that brings people together. She is largely a message of her music over and over and over is anti-man, that boyfriends suck, men are pigs, and they're awful, and they'll ruin the world. Basically, that's the underpinning and undertones of a lot of her music is just young female anger that men suck. Okay? So that's probably going on within this thing because you can't, as an artist, write all these songs and have all these feelings and then not have it play out in your relationship. She's been a mess with her relationships. She's been open about this. Most of her biggest songs have been about her messy relationships. And maybe there will be some great Travis Kelsey breakup or messy relationship song somewhere down the road. I don't know, but we have this taking place. We don't just have that. We have so many other things that can be distractions on this football team. And we know what they are. It is endorsements. It's commercial obligations. It's, I can make money going and doing this. I've got this. This guy's making that. Chris Jones, as it turns out, probably had a really good case against the Chiefs that they were being cheap against him. But he's watching all the money Patrick Mahomes is making and all the fame that Travis Kelsey's getting on the side. And it becomes difficult. For me, I look at teams like the old Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan or the New England Patriots with Tom Brady. And certainly there are others. We can look at the Dallas Cowboys, the 90s. We can look at some New York Yankees teams through the years and say, wow, there was massive celebrity, lots of distraction, all kinds of things going on, and they found a way to win. And I didn't anticipate this podcast being some sort of a doomsday. Okay, that's not what this is about. But there is a question to be asked here. The question to be asked is, are the Chiefs at the fork in the road? Is this the end of this era of Chiefs football? Are we literally watching it go off the rails because they're all so busy being individual superstars that they cannot get it together on a daily basis to function and focus? Or as Andy says, there's never been a bigger need for the team to be united than right now. This is not stuff we hear Andy Reid say. He's saying, well, I haven't seen anybody turn their back on each other. The question that didn't get asked at the news conference was, is your team distracted? Are there too many things going on? Is there too much going on out there? When Patrick Mahomes' aunt is doing a podcast blasting the general manager, does that create tension inside the walls of Arrowhead? I mean, there's a million things here. There are just a million things. We got a nine-year-old boy whose family is apparently going to sue Deadspin, a website. Because they said this Chiefs fan in Las Vegas wearing a headdress and painting his face hates black people and Native Americans. We got that going on, which means if you don't think Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, any of the guys on this team have heard the story, know about this story, 
are running into people who ask an opinion about this story. What's the team's stance? Why isn't the team making any comment? If you don't think Mark Donovan's been fielding requests, why haven't you commented? What are you going to do? You're going to fly the boy in? What's going on? They all just want it to go away. Honest to God, at Arrowhead, it must feel like the walls are closing in. We got all this stuff going on. We got too much stuff. It's a great line from an old Jimmy Buffett song. He needs a simpler life. I got too much stuff. And for many people, that would be personal belongings or actual physical things, but that's not the case here with the Kansas City Chiefs. There's too much stuff going on. And maybe Andy's looking back and questioning the job he's done. Did I need to do all these commercials? Because I've been a pretty quiet coach my entire career. He has craved his privacy. He never wanted anybody to know anything about his family. He never wanted anybody to know anything about him. He has just craved privacy. And now he's everywhere in television commercials. And I'll bet you he's asking the question, should I have done this? What was I thinking? And what does it mean for the team? Because maybe Andy reads a distraction now too. This is really tough. Now I'm going to branch out and away from the football here into something with Taylor Swift that I'm going to back up because I've been talking about this for quite some time. Many of you laughed at this. I'm not going to let this go. This is going to be an ongoing story over the next 10 or 11 months. It's going to be a very important story, probably more important than winning and losing football games, to be honest. But many of you are mad at Taylor Swift because you think she's breaking up the Chiefs. I'm, I'm entertaining that. I'm willing to listen to that now. I had not been willing to listen to that until now. This is too late in the season for the Chiefs to look this distracted and unorganized and sloppy. They do it every year. They, they're all those things early every season, but then they get it together usually before everyone else, and they go on this, you know, just un, a torrid run of victories, many of them pretty easy. A lot of 31-16 wins out there when the Chiefs really get it going. Do I think that's going to happen this Sunday? Look, I think the Chiefs are going to win somehow, but I don't feel great about the Chiefs going into the Bills game. I don't think this is a game where they flip the switch and win 42-17, to 17 and we go, wow, okay, here they go. If they do, count me in as surprised. They seem distracted, and Taylor Swift will distract you. And while many of you think she's awesome and you like her music or your kids or your grandkids like her music and this is all harmless and she's cool, I have warned you before, she is dangerous for America. She is a divisive person. She is a typical liberal who splits people apart, who pits one group against others. On Monday, a story comes out at the Hill by Kevin Monin and refers to Taylor Swift as Miss Americana, which is the name of her Netflix documentary. She sees herself as Miss Americana. Within this story on the Hill, Kevin Monin reports that on November 7th, Taylor Swift put out a social media post to her 272 million followers. Not all of them American, granted. 272 million followers to register to vote. She linked the site vote.org, which says it's nonpartisan, but we know it's not. Nonpartisan is code for Democrat. She sent them there. and They had a 1,226% increase in voter registration that day. A 1,226% increase in one day. Some 35,000 people signed up to vote that day. 35,000 signed up to vote. These will be young women. 
almost exclusively, not totally, 85% women, I would guess. And now this story outlines her strategy for how she's going to get Joe Biden reelected. Number one is going to be the issue of abortion. She's going to pound the abortion drum over the next year because she can, and she will not offend anyone, really. It won't, it won't be that divisive or offensive. Number two, she's going to encourage her Swifties all to register and then vote. Number three, they're planning concerts in places like Atlanta, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, Detroit, Phoenix, swing states, concerts right before the election, where she can go preach from the stage to get registered and vote. And she may not outwardly vote for Joe Biden, and Joe Biden may have it all messed up because he's asking Bruce Springs, no, he's asking James Taylor and Steven Spielberg right now to do his fundraising for him. He hasn't asked Taylor Swift, and I don't know if Taylor Swift will say yes or no, but she went out against Marsha Blackburn in the midterm elections in 2018 in a giant way. It has been pointed out to me by my daughter that it, it spawned a song that Taylor Swift wrote because she was so distraught that she couldn't keep Marsha Blackburn out of the Senate in Tennessee that she went out and wrote a song called Only the Young, which does Taylor Swift have any original song titles? It seems to me almost every song title she has is a song title someone else already has. Only the Young is a Journey song. So she writes Only the Young after Marsha Blackburn wins in Tennessee. This is Taylor Swift's own words. Quote, I wrote it after the midterm elections when there were so many young people who rallied for their candidate, whether it was a senator or congressman or congresswoman. It was hard to see so many people feel like they had canvassed and done everything and tried so hard. I saw a lot of young people's hopes dashed and I found to be particularly tragic because young people are the people who feel the worst effects of gun violence, student loans, trying to figure out how to start their lives and how to pay their bills climate change, and are we going to war? All these horrific situations we find ourselves facing right now. Folks, that was when Trump was president. Oh yeah, you're going to war. We're mobilizing. It's happening. It's your boy is doing it. You're the party of war, Taylor Swift. You don't know. This is the problem with these people. They don't really know. They don't. They get told something and they believe it. And that's that. It won't be secret to anyone who watches the documentary Miss Americana just how crestfallen Taylor Swift was when Marsha Blackburn won. After, wait, get this, Taylor Swift openly campaigned against Marsha Blackburn in the state of Tennessee in opposition to, this is my favorite part of, the, of what's wrong with liberals and Taylor Swift, in opposition to women's issues lost. Well, Marsha Blackburn's a woman. Can two women not disagree on an issue? When we say things like women's issues, it should be almost like breaking campaign law to do that because two women may disagree on abortion or gay marriage. That's all possible. And that's where this was. This was Taylor Swift and Marsha Blackburn disagreeing on different issues, on abortion and gay marriage. That doesn't mean one is a women's issue and one is not. Taylor Swift is lost on this. She said, I was really upset about Tennessee going the way it did. Obviously, so I wanted to write a song about it. I didn't know where it would end up, but I did think it would be better for it to come out at the time when maybe it hopefully could stoke some fires politically and engage younger people, meaning teenagers that can't vote, younger people to form their own views 
oh no, Taylor, you're not helping them form their own views. You want them to have your views. Break away from the pack and not feel like they need to vote exactly the same way that people in their small towns are voting. Oh, she hates the small towns in Tennessee. Okay, sure it ended up being politically leaning. You did it, absolutely. Do you want to hear some of the lyrics from the song? Here we go. Here's the key lyrics. You did all that you could do. The game was rigged. The ref got tricked. The wrong ones think they're right. We were outnumbered this time. Oh, my God. And then she writes, too busy helping themselves. We got to do it ourselves. And she essentially goes on and on and talk about having, you know, red blood on their hands and things like that. Obviously, meaning conservatives, red, red. If you want to read the whole lyrics, it's called Only the Young, and it's very easy to see what it is. It's anti-man. It's anti-conservative all the way through. They cheated and rigged the election, and only young people, especially those that aren't even able to vote yet, because her, her fans start at age eight, seven. That's who she's targeting. She's targeting these people before they can vote. Indoctrination. It's no different than universities. It's no different than anything else. All of these songs are about that. They're anti-man. They're anti-parents. They're anti-conservative. They are divisive. She wants to split this country like Obama did. She wants to split it like Joe Biden is. And she's going to go out there with her 272 million followers, and she's going to be active in this election. Oh, and by the way, she's hanging around your favorite football team where 75,000 people will be gathered on Sunday, and 90% of them are Trump voters. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Andy. I mean, seriously, I... I don't feel sorry for people in sports. I never have, and I never will. And the Chiefs have brought a lot of this on themselves. I have tried so hard sitting here week after week after week doing this podcast, so hard to use my brain and say, nope, Kevin, you've been around sports too long. Good teams, great players, great coaches. These are all Hall of Famers. They can handle almost anything you throw at them. The Chicago Bulls had mayhem. The Dallas Cowboys in the 90s had mayhem. Goodness knows it had to be tense around Bill Belichick and Tom Brady for years, and they found a way to win. And I've said the Chiefs are going to be just fine, and the Chiefs are going to be just fine. And I'm not going to tell you they can't be just fine. I'm just going to tell you I'm really worried they're not going to be just fine this time because I don't know that anybody's ever had to deal with Taylor freaking Swift. Honest to God. What they're up against with this woman interfering with this football team and suddenly being gal pals and hanging out at the Mahomes house and buying restaurants and bars all over the city and kicking the public out so they can have it as their own playground. This is the stuff they think about. Oh, we want to go to a Christmas pop-up bar. Everyone else has to go. We want to go out. I want to take Taylor to dinner. Everybody's got to go. Peropos is closing at 830. We're all going to go in there and I'm going to pay $50,000 to have this place to ourselves. This is what they're doing in this town. St. L.A., man. This ain't New York. It's not even Nashville. It's certainly not Vegas. This is strange and bizarre behavior that has never happened in this town, ever, ever. And this football team has never had to deal with. And I can promise you one of the great things that Andy Reid has loved about coaching the Kansas City Chiefs instead of the Philadelphia Eagles is that you're just a little bit insulated in Kansas City. Not isolated. Not, you, you can't hide everything. The media still can ask tough questions. The media is easier here than Philadelphia or whatever. Fans still get mad at you when you lose. It's not, it's an insulation. It's just, 
it feels different when you're in the middle of the country. He's from California. He coached in Philadelphia. He's been in Green Bay. He knows what it's like to be in the Midwest. This is a better place to be. Lance Leipold is experiencing that at Kansas. He kind of likes it. You can make mistakes at Kansas and not a, peop- a lot of people will see it. Bill Snyder loved this back in the day and so did Gary Pinkle, by the way. They loved being at the schools that they were at because bad things could happen and the rest of the country didn't really see it. And then when they got really good, it didn't matter where you were. When you're really good, everyone sees it. And college game day comes to Lawrence or you play in a New Year's Six game. The good things happen, the bad things largely get ignored. That's the beauty of coaching here in the Midwest. Nobody's ignoring the Kansas City Chiefs anymore. It is overkill. It is outrageous. And it's everywhere. And there is chaos and distraction. And there is time, as if an airplane were going down, to grab that wheel, pull the rudder, and keep this thing from crashing. There is time for that. But time is short. You lose to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. The season looks like it's in free fall. Doesn't mean they won't win the division. Doesn't mean they won't go on the road and maybe win a play or get a home game and win a home game in the first round against a lesser team, but maybe not. But man, it feels it just it just does not feel right. It just doesn't. We I mean, we got nine year old boys suing magazines because they're a Chiefs fan. And Taylor Swift hanging out all the time. KKHI is brought to you by bstock.net. Leah at bstock sent me a wonderful email. She says, so many of you are interested right now in the iPads that they have for $2.99. They're going to keep this going through December. This is the best Christmas deal ever. Apple iPad 8, $2.99. Mention the podcast when you visit in person, 14680 South Fleming Road in Olathe. That's bstock.net. If you want to call them about any of these products or if you want to call them and have them reserve a couple of those iPads for you to go pick up, they'll hold them for you. Just call them at 913-800-1419 and say, pull one back for me. I'll be there in a couple of days or I'll be there Saturday or whenever you can get there. 913-800-1419. The other deal buster for this month, regularly 750 bucks. Samsung TU7070 inch TV. This is the one I have in my, what we call our crash room. Now just $399. Woo. They have not done this since July. So this is 4th of July and December. Don't they say it's Christmas in July sometimes? Oh, this is 4th of July and December. This is an awesome television, 70 inch, $399. That is the doorbuster for this month. Bstock.net online or visit them at 14680 South Flaming Road. The new car image is doing gift cards this holiday season. This is an awesome gift and gift card. Now, you can go ahead and have your car detailed right now. You can take your wife's car, guys, and take it over and say, hey, or or have them come out to you and and do the entire interior for you and say, hey, there you go. There's your Christmas present. Or I just, I love you around the holidays. I want to clean your car up for you. Or you can get the gift cards. And all you got to do is call the newcarimage.com at 816-499-1470. That's 816 499-1470, thenewcarimage.com is the website. It requires T-H-E in it, thenewcarimage.com. Now, if you get the full interior detail, all right, Brad's obsession is what we call this because Brad is obsessed with a clean car. Clean's not even the way to describe it. Uh, No, you'd eat your dinner off the floor mats. No problem. You just put your spaghetti right on there, Grab a fork, just no problem. 
No, on this floor mat, sure. Yes, I'll eat my spaghetti right off this thing. <laughs> it's crazy. If you do the complete interior service, they will throw in the ceramic coating for the exterior absolutely free of charge. That is a $300 to $500 value, okay? Now, the ceramic coating, if you want to do that now, will have to be done in their shop, either in Belton or Lawrence, or you can wait until the weather's warmer and they can do it on site for you. Either way, get these gift cards, thenewcarimage.com, 816-499-1470. And Amini's 105th and Metcalf is also an incredible place to shop for the holidays. Maybe you're looking something as a couple, as a family, to say, look, we want to do this for ourselves this Christmas. We're going to buy ourselves a new pool table or ping pong or shuffleboard or air hockey or a video game machine. Uh, you got incredible pinball machines, all kinds of cool stuff. Maybe it's some big ticket item you'd like to get. That's cool. Aminis has an unbelievable selection all right there in the showroom. I mean, hundreds of different things to choose from in their massive store at 105th and Metcalf. But they also online have smaller gifts, whether it's new pool cues, a billiard ball set, a bowling pin set for your shuffleboard table, things like that. They've got it all at aminis.com. That's aminis.com. Dot com, 150 Metcalf in Overland Park. This is Aminis. All right, elsewhere in football, the Chiefs gained last night by Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. Trevor Lawrence went down and with an injury that looked an awful lot like Brian Cook's on Sunday. The Chiefs' safety had the x-rays and MRI done, and he did not break his ankle. Now, you looked at it and you thought, oh, boy, he broke his ankle. Now, it's a nasty, nasty sprain. They're not giving full details yet, and he's not out of the woods yet. And he said, I'm not going to give any details on this until we know for sure. We don't think he broke his ankle. So I think there's a chance that Cook could return at some point this year. We will see. There was also the underlying problem that Cook had had a problem with that ankle for quite some time. And when you have a problem injury on your body and you re-injure it, that's when you see the reactions from players that are really bad. Trevor Lawrence went nuts last night when he got his ankle rolled up on. Slammed his helmet, threw it. You thought for sure he is done for the year. But they're not saying that. They're doing more tests today, and I guess we'll find out. This is a bad loss for the Jaguars to a Bengals team that had been struggling, and Jake Browning was the starting quarterback because Joe Burrow is out. The number of quarterbacks that are out is insane. Burrow, Rodgers, Cousins, Trevor Lawrence now. I mean, we sit here and lament over the fact that Mahomes hasn't been Mahomes and the Chiefs have problems. Mahomes is standing upright. You know, I, I'm critical that Andy doesn't use him enough for first downs, you know, pushing the pile, whatever. I don't know that there's any correlation to overusing your quarterback on plays like that and then being more susceptible to injury. Joe Burrow's certainly not afraid to go run. Mahomes runs, but he doesn't get hit very often. Mahomes doesn't get hit a lot. He got pounded the other night. That was his own fault. That was his fault, going for the first down marker. And it was first down, I think. He didn't need to do that. He could have just run out of bounds and had second and two and been just fine. But I don't know that correlation, but I'm sure watching a lot of other quarterbacks get hurt, and Patrick Mahomes is still playing, and we're into December, and I guess that's a good thing. The Jaguars, if they'd won last night, would have been the one seed currently in the AFC. Now they're behind the Chiefs because the Chiefs hold the tiebreaker. Chiefs also hold a tasty tiebreaker against the Dolphins. There's a lot of things set up here for Kansas City. And as the thing was set up before, they hold the tiebreaker against the Ravens as well, even though they haven't played them. It's all just sitting there for the Chiefs. It ain't going great, but it's just sitting there. I've lost track of times this season 
where I've said, well, that was pretty good. The Chiefs didn't even play, and this was great for them. Of course, other teams have to play each other and teams will lose, but a lot of things seem to have gone the Chiefs' way that are out of their control this year. There's a lot of things out there like that. And if you want to look at it and say, who are the best teams out there? Chiefs beat Miami, Chiefs beat Jacksonville. They're better against the good teams than they are against the ones that aren't. They're sitting there losing the Broncos and the Packers. Not great. Oh, my gosh. You've been following this transfer portal in college football? Oh, God. What is happening to the game we love? I Honest to God, I don't know if Ohio State's going to have any players left to play Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. It's pretty funny because Ohio State fans are so mad that they've lost three in a row to Michigan. They're all debating on social media whether this is good or bad that all these players are leaving. These are like the highest recruited players in the country that have NFL futures. And Ohio State fans are somehow in their minds thinking, well, this is good that they're leaving. I don't know if it's completely rats jumping from the ship at Ohio State, but it's an enormous number of players that are leaving. There can be no debate about that. It's happening, but it's happening everywhere. We're just watching team after team after team. K-State fans are in panic mode, all the players that are leaving. It's insane. We got coaches shooting videos. Lane Kiffin is in Manhattan at the airport. The old Miss coach taking a picture of himself. He's there seeing a K-State linebacker. Lincoln Riley was there the day before talking to Will Howard. They're all transferring. Well, it's what happens when coaches start to make changes. And some of this is, it's a one-way street, but it's the other way. We think of there's hundreds of them. Somebody said in, in one week, 500 players entered the portal nationwide, and now it could be a total of 900 players are going to be in the transfer portal. That's just re-recruiting everybody every year. And they're all asking for money. This is absolute chaos and confusion. And everybody's got this going on, but it's not 500 to 900 players that all just got up themselves on their own and said, this isn't right for me. I'm leaving. I'll show you. A lot of this is coaches saying, hit the door, man. I'm done with you. They're making them miserable on purpose, saying, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, you pain in the rear. And so they go, well, screw you. I'm going to the portal. And the coach goes, oh, no, don't do that. And the player goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to the portal. And they go, dang, well, good luck. There's a lot of that going on out there. It's not good for college football. It's not good for fans. It's not good for anything. It's chaos is what it is. And it's going to create just uglier and uglier football. You just got so many players playing that have not been in a system very long that it'll be sloppy football. I, I, th this has to be taken care of. I don't know when they will do this, but it absolutely has to be taken care of. On to the news, brought to you by MyPillow.com. Don't forget your promo code at MyPillow.com this holiday season is KKHI. If you want a Merry Christmas, put some slippers under the tree or a robe or some thirsty towels or comfortable sheets or a brand new MyPillow 2.0. They've got it all at one place, MyPillow.com. Use the promo code KKHI or when you type in the website, you can just go MyPillow.com slash KKHI. It's either way, MyPillow.com slash KKHI and the code's already put in there or Shop around on MyPillow.com or MyStore.com. And when you're checking out, just says promo code KKHI, and you won't believe how much it saves you. It is the maximum discount available at MyPillow.com. Your promo code is KKHI. Fry Orthodontics has a great promotion, and it's an, well, an all-time promotion. They're the only ones that do it, really. They do braces and Invisalign for the same price. That's pretty cool. Fry Orthodontics, 14 locations. The... Christmas break is a great time 
to take your teenager into fry orthodontics and say, you know, I'm not sure these teeth are coming in all that straight, whatever. And what do you think? What would be the course of action here? And they can guide you whether braces or Invisalign is the right way to go and perhaps come up with some sort of a plan as to when you want to do this. But certainly you've got time to do this over the holiday season at Fry Orthodontics to get your smile for life and have your teenager become a fully confident adult every time they open their mouth and smile. FryOrthodontics.com. Your smile is just the start. And Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet, GMC. If you're in the market, there's all kinds of great holiday incentives this year with GM. Whether you're looking for a truck or an SUV, Chevrolet and GMC are there for you. And Roberts Robinson can deliver this to you anywhere in the country. They'll take care of you. You want to do business and get your next GM from great folks in a great small field, small town area of Kansas City where conservatism rules and they know how to treat people right and they love America, that's Roberts Robinson. They're online at robertsrobinson.com. If you don't see your car in their inventory, it's really simple. Just call Tim. He's on the showroom floor every day. Ask for Tim, 816-826-1563. Say, here's what I'm looking for. Can you find it or build it for me? And they will get her done at robertsrobinson.com. Democrat Senator Dick Durbin gave an awesome speech on Monday. This is great. They just have the best ideas in this party. Dick Durbin says, we got a problem. Have you seen the recruiting numbers for the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Space Force? Our recruiting numbers are down. What? We went woke in the military. We started handing out surveys. We started you know, integrating all these things out of equity. And all of a sudden, masculine teenage boys aren't nearly as interested in the United States as blowing some crap up as they used to be. They're like, no, nah, I think I'll just stay right here, get my rifle, go hunting, go out in the country, blow some stuff up on my own. I'm not going into the service. That woke crap ain't for me. And so the recruiting numbers are way down. Like the, the ways Biden is killing in America is just insane. Dick Durbin's got a solution. He says we need to take all these illegal aliens that are coming in their military age from China and Somalia and Africa, and Guatemala, and anywhere else, they're coming in, we should do this. Why can't we recruit them to be in our military? Here's what we'll do. Let's give them guns. Let's train them how to shoot stuff as illegal aliens. And if they work for us real good for three or four years, we'll make them citizens. Yeah, this is your path to citizenship. Sign up and fight for us. And become a citizen. Now, of course, your federal government is really good at this, so they'll vet every one of these people and know that this isn't a potential terrorist. <laughs> there is zero chance, if they do this, that some terrorist won't join our military and blow up a base. Zero chance. That will happen. Somebody will slip through the cracks and get in, and they'll plot, because, boy, they play the long game, and they'll wait five years if they have to, but they'll figure it out, and pretty soon a barracks will blow up somewhere. Dick Durbin. Oh, my God. We need people in our service, okay? Here's the way to get more people. Oh, look, I'm not being sexist here. The recruiting pitch for armed service is masculine young males whose hormones are raging and surging. 
They want to do a couple of things. Fighting sounds fun. Girls sound fun. Sorry. Not sorry. I'll just say it. And it's worked for this country. What? Oh, well, 250 years. We've gone out and gotten 18-year-old boys who are very masculine. and We've been damn good at this. Oh, but not anymore. We're going to go woke. We want to take your masculinity away from you. We want you to be careful about what you say. You can't say that. That that will hurt somebody's feelings. All right, we're teaching you to blow crap up and kill people, but don't say this because you may hurt their feelings. Oh, my God. So the solution is illegal aliens and a path to citizenship? Wow. Israel thinks they've got a solution for flushing Hamas out of all their tunnels. I'm not criticizing this, and I don't mean to make light of the situation or war. But when I read this, the first thing I thought of was the movie Caddyshack and Carl Spackler, played by Bill Murray. It's the first thing I thought of. Again, I'm not making light of what Israel wants to do. This may actually be brilliant and it may work. Gaza City, where all the tunnels are, is right by the ocean. They believe they have the ability to pump so much seawater from just off the beach and flood the tunnels that they will flush these people out. At the very least, they'll fill them with water and ruin them and make them unusable. So I don't know that that water has to rise all the way to the top, but flood the tunnels with seawater would flush Hamas out, and any dwellings they built under there would obviously be flooded and perhaps not work or, or be functional. Or they may start to collapse a little bit as they get wet so, I mean, we've all seen Caddyshack. Bill Murray goes from gopher hole to gopher hole with his giant hose. He's trying to flush the little varmint out. That's all I could think of when I saw that. We live in this high-tech era. We worry about nuclear wars. We talk about things going on in space and all these rockets and all this technology and everything that we have. And the solution to ending this and getting Hamas out of their tunnels could be pumping seawater into them. I'm open to that. That doesn't sound like the worst idea to me, but everything old is new again every now and then. Uh, the Democrats have had it with Ilan Omar. She's the 5th District Congresswoman from Minnesota. Is she a woman? She identifies something else? Oh, no, no. Is she the one that married her brother? Or was that the other one? She, uh, is she the one that married her brother? Uh, Ilan Omar is the Congresswoman from Minnesota. And they're about to primary the living daylights out of her. I don't know if that means a whole bunch of Democrats are going to primary or if the DNC or the Congressional Committee of the Democrats is going to get behind one candidate and say, this is a better candidate, go run against Ilhan Omar. Clearly, they want her out. But apparently, there's enough Somalians or people of Somali descent in the 5th District of Minneapolis or Minnesota that they don't want Ilhan Omar out. They seem to like her. Just don't go hanging out in that district if you're Jewish. Bad idea. My name's Keatsman. I should stay away. I've never thought about that my whole life. I've been Catholic. I don't, I never thought of it. I've had people think I'm Jewish by my last name. I've had them think that. But now I better watch where I go, I guess, huh? Don't go to the fifth district in Minnesota, Kev. <laughs> Wrong with those people. Our final final is brought to you by idealhealthkc.com. 
K7 and Shawnee Mission Parkway and Shawnee, Dr. Kip Van Camp is doing the future of medicine. It's regenerative medicine. It's your body helping itself repair. It's really that simple. Dr. Van Camp is a double board certified interventional radiologist who about 15 years ago said, I got to do something for my dad. And he went out and he learned it all. All the tissue and stem cell research, the blood spinning, the patch therapy, the ozone therapy. This isn't pills and shots, pills and shots, pills and shots and surgeries. That's not what this is. This is you have good stuff in your body that's dormant and we want to wake it up. And then we want to put it in the part of your body that needs it. If you've got knee pain or shoulder pain, that's where we inject you with the good stuff from your body. IdealHealthKC.com, 913-745-5300. Cross Kitchens KC is Kansas City's remodeler. Tim and Brittany would love to sit down with you and your family and just take a look at what you got in mind. Maybe it's a guest bedroom downstairs that you don't use very much, and you're thinking, well, the holidays are here. We're going to be using that guest bedroom again, and it really isn't up to snuff. I'm not telling you they can get anything done before the holidays on fixing your guest bedroom, but if that's coming up right now that, hey, this just isn't quite right, we have people visiting or whatever, or maybe you have a grandbaby on the way and you want to redo a bedroom and make it accommodating for your your child and their spouse and the grandbaby, and they do all kinds of great projects like that at Cross Kitchens. Life changes, your house can change too. CrossKitchensKC.com. 816-898-7047. Free granite right now. And advanced medical imaging. See what's inside. If you get diagnosed with some sort of a lump or a tumor and need an MRI or a CAT scan, advanced medical imaging can do it today or tomorrow. Don't wait six weeks in your hospital chain. They'll take your insurance. If your doctor says, go get this, your insurance company will pay for it either way. So you might as well go to advanced medical imaging instead of waiting five weeks to see the doctor's people. You can just call Tricia if you'd like to make an appointment, 785-856-0224. For many of you, I, I mean, it doesn't really sound like a Christmas gift, but I can't recommend anything more highly than doing the heart scan and checking out your heart. If you're 40 or older, find out what your plaque score is. They put you on the heart scan. It takes less than five minutes. You don't take your clothes off. It's a big, beautiful machine. It's not invasive. It's very easy. It's warm. It's all good. It's under hundred bucks. And they see every organ in your torso. And then they send that to your doctor. And your doctor can say, wow, this looks pretty good. We've had emails from listeners who've gone in to have their heart scan and they've seen something else somewhere else and found it early. This is a great thing to do, but insurance does not pay for it. I think it's about a hundred bucks. Advanced Medical Imaging is online at medimageks.com. Our final final is from Wales. Not not, not in the ocean, the country, Wales. A bomb squad was called in this weekend to a man's house, Jeffrey Edwards, 71, who's lived there 44 years, and somebody saw a garden ornament at his house they didn't like and said, "Uh uh-oh, we think that's dangerous. And they called the bomb squad. So here comes the Welsh bomb squad. A crack team, I'm sure it is. And they said, we believe that is a 19th century military bomb sitting in your garden that you're using as a garden ornament. And Jeffrey Edwards, 71, 44 years in the house, said, well, the previous owner was a lemonade delivery driver. He had a horse and a buggy 
when he was young and built the house and he delivered lemonade to people and he found this thing on a beach and thought it was cool and brought it home as a garden ornament. It had been there since basically the house had been built. Bomb Squad said that looks like an 1880 British warship, 64-pound bomb to us. And so they took it to a secure site and they detonated it and blew it up. It was small explosives. It wasn't much. They did. Well, I'm going to guess their technology wasn't all that great. In 1880, it has been sitting there for 100 years. So when he found it, it was probably 40 or 50 years old on the beach. That's an awesome story. You had an explosive in your garden. Well, this man did for 44 years, but the guy before him had it there like 40 years as well. They blew it up in Wales. The Welsh Bomb Squad making it as your final final at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.